<laughs> we already we're live on the Weirdos Only podcast. Uh, today we have Tony Uribe or Tony Uribe. Is it Antonio? Is your name Antonio or is it Tony? Uh, trip out. It's actually Jose. Jose Antonio. Oh, Uribe. Jose Antonio. Oh, we have yeah. Pepe Uribe on here. Pepe, oh. <laughs> Pepe Antonio. Um, founder of Tu Marketing or Tu Marketing. Tony Uribe Marketing. It's a play on words. Or, yeah. And, and I, you. Um, I, from my from my understanding is you focus a lot on the Hispanic and Latino kind of um, influence or or market right like to how how to market to Latinos and how to kind of engage that market right yeah you know actually my my background in U.S. Hispanic marketing is kind of what led to this consulting project um, at, back then I was working with big brands you know Fortune 100 brands and consumer packaged goods um, but my heart wasn't in it I guess. A lot of marketers experience that at one point yeah. or another. Um, so when I launched this consultancy, it really was kind of taking that experience of working with the U.S. Hispanic market um, and teaching business owners how to market to them. Um, that's since evolved to be more of a helping any really entrepreneur, any small business. A lot of the mom and pop shops um, learn how to market. You know, a lot yeah. of the places that that are on the block in your corner, they they don't they're not even online, you know, you can't even find them on Google Maps. So that's kind of where I step in and I took a big step back and I shouldn't say step back. Um, it's, it, I'm covering more people, I guess. I'm helping yeah. with uh, the basics, the building blocks, uh, which I really you, enjoy. My experience, my experience with agencies and, and people that I know that have worked in the agency world, nobody says they love it. And it, it feels it feels like to me, like every it's like a stepping stone. And then a lot of them go and try to do their own thing. And they say, you know, well, you know, the big agencies, they do this and they do that and blah, blah, blah. But and then it's like that vicious cycle, right? Because then you just start, then they start growing their own agency. And then they're like, well, like we, you know, we need to start doing something that the big agencies do if we want to keep up. And so it right. kind of, sometimes that happens, but I, I feel like I hear that a lot. To work from an agency yeah. standpoint and obviously you're doing your own thing so i feel like maybe you like you said i was working with the big brands i was doing this and then ah like i gotta go well, do i think what i what i really uh discovered is that i really enjoy education so for a while yeah. I, I was an instructor at usd teaching um basically the principles of online marketing um in a few different classes there to the continuing education or uh, it was it was a digital marketing class or yeah, yeah, it was uh, part of their strategic uh, marketing certificate program. So it was uh, a couple of classes. One of them was mostly content related. Yeah. Um, so generating content. And then the other one was branding and website fundamentals. So USD so, is really and, good for entrepreneurs. It's like they have a lot of programs. They, they're really good. USD for entrepreneurs and stuff. It's like, a yeah. And that was, program. I mean, that was basically my student pool, everyone in the class either was a small business owner or had this idea they wanted to develop, you know, or shifting careers and wanted to learn more about digital. Um, and, and I loved it. That's where my, my heart was. My heart was in the classroom for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think sadly is you do get, I, I've had a lot of like interns and employees that came business majors and, you know, marketing majors, journalism majors, and they walk in and they're like, I don't know any of the stuff that you guys are doing. I don't understand this. I don't understand that. I don't understand Google. I don't understand Facebook. It's like, wait, what were you doing in school? Like, this is what everybody's doing in the industry. You know, this is marketing. This is what, you know, and so they more like learning, like, 
you know, how to measure like, you know, campaign and, you know, Pepsi launches, you know, big, huge campaign of like, get the word out, but they don't talk about the granularity of, of the logistics of the campaign. They talk about mm -hmm. like, oh, what kind of sales they got or what kind of lift it gave them, you know? And I think that's my favorite part of it is like when you get down to the granular, like small details that most yeah. people don't even think about. Um, but, you know, smart marketers take take that as part of the strategy. Um, one of my new clients were doing uh, email marketing, which his company never did before. And he didn't realize like, you know, the CTA on the email was what, what that even was, right? The call to action for those non-marketers, um, how yeah. to get people to click through to the site. He didn't realize like the send time or the words that we're using in the subject line. Like yeah. those are all important parts of this email marketing strategy. And then yeah. email is a tiny part of the collective digital strategy, so. Yeah, no, and then you have people that have like tons of emails or something like, oh yeah, we get e people's emails for this or something or everyone we ship to. And then you're like, wait, are you emailing any of them back? And they're like, oh, <laughs> well, no. Like, so you have like 10,000 emails that you're not using and they're like, oh, what am I supposed to do with them? I'm like, dude, that's a giant group of people. Like, yeah, yeah. engage them, but plant it, seeds. I think, it's, I think it's also funny though, because like some of the, obviously they don't understand marketing, but they're doing things that are, you know they're, they're surviving as a business and i think that that's where like man you could be you're surviving or you're growing but just imagine where you could be if you had all driving, these different places owning, you know owning I mean? this yeah, yeah. and I, I that's where i kind of like too is is um because of my you know helper mentality or, or or you know mental health of being that like pleaser and helper and you know caregiver whatever you want to call it I do like working, I like, you know, like you said, like the CPG, ah, they got it. Like, you know, but it's like those, those mom and pops or the startups to say, Hey, you don't get all this stuff. Let me help you kind of set a foundation. Cause I'm working yeah. with a couple, couple other companies that, you know, are setting up and I'm like, Oh man, this is cool. Cause this is like where I was four years ago, you know, and right. they're right there right now. And they're like, they're like, Oh, we don't understand any of this. We don't, you know, what the hell is a CRM, you know, yeah. you know, kind of relations. Management. They're like, do you understand this? Like, I yeah. And they're like, this. yeah. So it's like all these, but they're little things. Right. And like I said, when we started our company, it was those little things that were like, Hey, make sure we got all our clients set up in the CRM tool. So when we do launch, everything's there. It's not like we're scrambling to, to, to do that once it's launched, you know, nice clean data. Yeah. Yeah, and that's a big deal. I was like, ah, what I have to sit here and do these spreadsheets and blah blah blah, but then it pays off, right? In the long run, because then sure. they have yeah. stuff, you know. So just so people know where we met, because I had Paulo's on too. Is we used to work yeah, with me I, at In and Out. I did. Yes. Yeah, you trained me at In and Out, actually. I used yeah. to be a store trainer for In and Out. I worked with them for way too long. Um, I actually had ambitions of going into corporate just because, like. I had been there through high school, college. And then when I had my marketing degree, I'm like, maybe I should go into marketing. And I remember connecting with the marketing team there and they're like, oh no, no, our marketing team is small and we pr probably are not gonna hire anytime soon. Like they all wanna retire from there. Yeah. Um, but then an interesting opportunity came up and e-learning is what it was called at the university. And oh. so I applied for that. I was like, oh, that sounds like where I wanna be. Like, again, it, it speaks to my core of like teaching and. And basically it was training. people don't know that there's an in and out university that, that's oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> university um i went there for it's better than trump university <laughs> and it's accredited 
It, <laughs> yeah, and so when that position opened up, I got super excited and everything went wrong the day of like, leading up to that interview, like including my car catching fire on my way oh, there. Was wow. it <laughs> wasn't um, meant to be? It really wasn't. And it would have been like uprooting myself from San Diego and moving up to um, somewhere in LA, Park, is that? Uh, yeah, the new the new university had I think just opened. No, wait, there's two universities. It, it, no, it, it had been there. I, honestly, yeah. I don't remember the dates exactly. But um, a, a good friend of mine actually ended up getting the position. Um, oh, really? Super happy for him, yeah. Is is there still? Um, he probably okay. sabotaged, man. Put sugar in your gas tank. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, honestly, I don't know how much he's in love with with the gig at this point. Oh, really? Um, yeah, but we've lost touch over the years, so I haven't. I, I need to reach out to him and see how how everything's going at. Good I feel like that's you. that's something that that happens a lot, right? That you 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 kind of have that that big like you know the the the, the pie in the sky type of like oh if I had that job like you mm -hmm. know if I was working for an hour and I was doing this and I was doing marketing like that would be my ideal job. And then you get in there and you're like, oh, this kind of sucks. You know what I mean? And like a lot of people aren't willing to say this kind of sucks because it's like, this was my dream. This is what I told everybody I wanted to do. You know what I mean? And everybody knows that this has been my dream. And now I'm like, eh, this sucks. Like, you know, this isn't what yeah. I thought it would be, you know? I mean, at this point, I'm so comfortable with, with change. And I guess the word of the year last year was pivoting. Um, but just like changing and, and doing things differently. I call that development. You know, in reality, yeah. it's like you you got to whatever goal you were trying to get to and now you're moving on you know if you love it dig deeper and if you don't love it then maybe find something new well i think it's the ego too right the ego comparison of like oh well i've told people this and i said i was going to be this yeah. person and blah 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 and like oh i've been here three years or i've been here whatever i need to move on because i need to get a higher salary and i need to blah 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 it's like well why would you move on if you're happy there you know right that too i don't know like that's just the way i see it yeah maybe you could make another 10 grand a year because you oh now you're at this new company but now you're like having to do all this other stuff that you didn't like and you were fine where you were but you just wanted more money and now you're just pissed off ah then, okay <laughs> i guess i'll leave in three years because i got to do a three-year mark or whatever you know mm -hmm. and it's like oh that's three years of your life i remember i had a friend that was like i don't want to quit because i'm in this new position um and i want to be in this position for at least she said a year and but it was like like i had i quit that i used to work with her and it's like dude just quit like because it was a horrible it was a micromanagement kind of, kind of you know situation where she was stressing out every day i was like quit go get another job like don't you know don't leave yourself in that position you know that sucks i i don't know that i would I think I have too much self-respect to stay, you know, somewhere for that long. And when I say somewhere, that's not just at a job. That's like even like at a party or, you know, at a get or in a relationship, you know? Yeah. Um, if I'm not enjoying it, if it's not a fuck yeah, then it's a hell no, you know? Well, that's, then that, that, I mean, that, I feel like that says something about your, like your self-awareness as well, that you're kind of, you know, not only just self-aware, but confident in, in, in your decisions and your thoughts, right? To say like, this isn't good for me, you know? And I don't need to like kind of, I don't need to run it by anybody or I don't need to, you know, figure out if this is the right decision for me. I, it doesn't feel good for me. So I'm gonna move away from it, you know? 
Yeah, I mean, it's, it's taken work. Um, and it's not always like clean, you know, bandage off, let's go. So it, sometimes it takes some consulting yeah. with others, you know, and, but, but like, I think once you have the thought, it's, it's all about taking action. Yeah. And we say it's been a progression for you to kind of have that, you know, better self-awareness to, to know which direction you want to go and just to be more, more confident in those uh, decisions or. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think it takes a lot of practice. I, uh, we're brought up in this society that is constantly telling you what to do, how to feel, how to think. Um, so to be able to feel your own feelings or think your own thoughts and then take action takes a lot of practice, like, because you just never did it, you know, yeah. whether it's your education system, your religion, your parents, like you're taught to be a certain way. So when you decide to do things your own way, it feels revolutionary. Um, it might even feel wrong. It might even feel like you're doing the wrong thing. Uncomfortable. Um, yeah, super uncomfortable. Um, but as I mentioned earlier, I think uncomfortable is, is where I thrive. Like I want to remain um, developing and, and that's where it happens. You know, it's in those, there's that cliche of like, get out of your comfort zone or what, what is the saying? <laughs> like the magic happens outside of the, com of your yeah, comfort zone. Yeah, or comfort zones or where dreams go to die or whatever. There's a bunch of comfort zone, you know, quotes, but I think that like, we we like we go back into them because because it get it gets difficult, right? And then sometimes we yeah. can also we also place blame on others, right? Mm -hmm. To say like, well, this doesn't feel right, or you know, um, I guess like you mentioned, like from a relationship standpoint, sometimes you're used to something, and that that something you're used to may not be healthy, you right. know. And right. so I know, I I know that you know, kind of being in something unhealthy, then you like kind of either reciprocate it or you just say, hey, this isn't healthy. You know what I mean? I know I've been in, like, when I was younger, I was in a relationship where there was jealousy, you know? And I wasn't jealous, but then I was like, wait, if she's being jealous, then I gotta be jealous. I should be jealous too. You know what I mean? But then you yeah. go with somebody that doesn't give a fuck and they're not jealous, and you're like, what's wrong here? Why isn't she jealous? What is she up to? You know what I mean? And those, <laughs> down you, you're down to be dealt with you. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm saying, that's what I'm saying, is you're like, you develop yeah. these different things and you try to like, it's like, what, what serves you, right? It's like, right. But well, it's it, a lot of. Go ahead. I was just think a lot of unlearning things too, like um, based on the relationships you grew up around, you know, how your relationships with your, uh, your parents, with your educators, like with your siblings, cousins, like you learn things from everyone and the relationships yeah. they have and maintain. Um, so you're indirect, you're indirectly learning at all times. So there comes a point where you have to realize what it is that you've learned um, and then try to unlearn it all by creating new healthy habits, right? Yeah, and then to figuring out what actually serves you and works for you, you know? So a lot of the times you may have somebody that you respect in, in one sense, you know, of life, but then another another sense of life, they do things that where you don't agree with, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like maybe they're and not in- that's completely okay. That's yeah. like completely normal. And I think a lot of people glamorize, you know, individuals and maybe even romanticize their heroes and parents. Um, but it's, it's okay to know that not everybody is 100% perfect. Like, you know, it's okay to acknowledge that, yeah. that there's some bad shit going on in people's lives too, you know? And I think it's and, search and also not, uh, not searching for perfect, right? Whether it's a, in a relationship or in a friendship too. 
like, well, you weren't there for me. And it's like, bro, I can't be there for everything. Like I can't, you know what I mean? And uh, whenever you, I, I am there for you as a friend or whatever, but like, it, it can't just be on your terms either. Right. right. Like, Hey, I had some stuff going on or, or Hey, like, I don't really like going, like say if it's like a certain type of concert or whatever, Oh, I got jumped. You would have came with me or something. It's like, bro, like, what do you want me to do? I wasn't there. I've had friends that not with me, but like that, like something happened to them. And then they're like, Oh, you didn't go. So then they blame the other person because they weren't there for them. It's like, well, how am I, how's that my problem? I wasn't there. Been there. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, like you said, it's unlearning certain things and like, you know, kind of figuring out what you want to do. I think a lot of times also we hold on to these old relationships, right? I think mm -hmm. like, like, for example, I've known you for years, yet we can still talk and like, hey, you know, but we don't talk all the time, but yet we've known each other for so long, right? But some yeah. people are like, oh, well, that guy, that guy doesn't talk to me. So fuck him. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, well, people go and do their own lives. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I wish I could talk to everyone that I've met in the history of my existence. It just doesn't work that way, you know? That and I think yeah. <laughs> people need to understand that that's the way it is. Like, you only have enough room in your life for, I think statistically, there's like online 150 relationships that you can keep up with, right? Yeah. Um, that number's probably dropped at this point. Um, and then in real life, like, man, I can't, I probably, you know, well, I think so? I don't. I honestly I don't, don't know. know. I think COVID know. definitely made you think about that number a lot closer. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, oh shit, it's a freaking apocalypse or whatever you want to call it. You know, at the beginning, <laughs> we didn't know what the hell was going on, and it's like, well, who do I check in on? You know, right? right. Who, it was awesome because, uh, in a lot of ways, families and like households became closer. Um, in a lot of ways, yeah. Uh, people began to understand who they truly were and who they were truly locked up with. <laughs> um, yeah. In some cases, that was not a good thing, you know? And in other cases, it turned out to be amazing for relationships um, of all kinds, you know? Well, and sometimes it leads you, whether it's in another direction as well, right? To where like, maybe you think you had some great relationship with somebody and or maybe you think you're an amazing communicator then when you actually have to communicate you're like oh shit like i don't you know what i mean like i'm not that good <laughs> I'm, I'm not i'm not really showing up or you know what i mean like those are things that you have to you know take into account or like just being around somebody like for me i'm, I'm usually out and about you know and Same. even with my roommate that i lived with it was like you know oh shit like i'm seeing you a lot more now like I, you know what i mean i was never home or whatever maybe yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like, oh shit, I'm here every day. Like, I'm just waking up. Do you want to be just... friends? <laughs> yes, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know? So it's like, you I'm here all the time now. This is weird. I didn't know how it was like, you know what I mean? Like, just getting right. up and going to work. So, but as, as far as like, as far as like for you, I mean, at least my experience of, of knowing you is you, I mean, you're, you're a pretty intelligent guy. You know what I mean? Like, you kind of pick things up and, you know, I mean, those are things you notice about people. I mean, there's some people that are like, this guy is, Come on, bro. Common sense type little things. We've worked with them. You know what I mean? We've worked with people that are like, oh, God, bro. If you were the star trainer, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Well, thank you. I appreciate your. Comment. You know, and, and that's what I'm saying is that like, I feel like that's where, at least for me, that's why I could never, I, I didn't like being in the corporate structure because you feel like you're, you're pinned down, right? Like you're like, oh, there's mm -hmm. so much shit that I want to do or I'd like to do but I'm only limited to these 
these things, you know, that I can right. do. And and not, that's not limited to the corporate structure. I might have you know. <laughs> yeah. I feel that that's that that's what makes people comfortable is being able to pin you down to something, right? Um, in corporate America, that's a title or a position. Um, this is who you are. This is your label. Um, in relationships, you know, it's it's your your label, like your a son, a daughter, a brother, whatever. And then you act accordingly. Um, and then just in everything else, like I think I've had this conversation a lot about religion specifically and sex, uh, yeah. just because we have so many labels, um, but at the core of it, we're all people, we're all the same. So to me, none of those labels matter. And I really have a hard time like accepting them and wearing them. Uh, because I'm just too much for it, you know? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that makes sense to you. No, yeah, I mean, so I, I guess, what would, what do you think that, like you said, thinking of all these different people and stuff that you interacted with and you, in, within your life, what do you think that, if people really knew you, what are, what's something that, you know, they would know? They would really, mm. you know? Getting deep. And it doesn't have to be one thing, but it could be a couple of things. But, you know, I mean, yeah. like, like, for example, like, it, it's like, uh, just kind of saying like, if, like, it could, it could be, it could be a fear as well. You know what I mean? It's like, if, if you really knew me, like, I always, I always tell like people, like, I've talked to people and they're like, well, they say, well, you sound very confident or, you know, you, you know, and you're out there and you're extroverted, but that's like that overcompensation sometimes, right? To where like, mm -hmm as a funny person, if you really knew me, I sometimes think that if I'm not funny, you're not going to like me, you know, because mm -hmm. Ed's that funny guy. So if I'm not funny, then they're not going to pay attention to me, you know? And I was on Steve's podcast and you know, long story short, he had, he lost like the episode or something. And so I went oh, back yeah. and recorded, but before, when we first did the first one, he was like, Hey man, like, you know, like, cause I grew up with his cousin and he was like, Hey, like, you know, everyone, I talked to all these people, and because I knew him, but I never really like talked to him too much. And because uh, it was like an older cousin of my buddy, you know, and he was like, everybody tells me you're so funny. Isn't that? And then like we got into it and it was very serious. <laughs> it was very much about mental health. And I felt bad because I was like, oh, man, I was supposed to bring the funny. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> hey, you know, <laughs> you know what it's like when you're like, you're, you're, you're you know, you're high now. Because like, I was like, I feel like, oh, my bad, bro. Like, he's like, no, 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 it's good. Like, we talked about some good stuff, you know, but that's what I'm yeah. saying. If like, like I said, it if you really knew me, you would think that sometimes that's like the hiding behind that humor or that's my validation of like, okay, I can see that people like me literally in like transactional, right? Like I made you laugh. You know what I mean? Right. So. I'm like still marinating in your question because I think <laughs> it's a, that's a hard one. Like I thought I, maybe I, if I gave you a little bit of vulnerability, you'd open up, but I, I still got it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, I, I, I'm happy to like answer. And I think that that's one of the, like being vulnerable is something that I jump to immediately just because I don't want to sit here and bullshit. Like I don't want to lie um, to you or anyone. Yeah. So I think one of the things that, you know, if you really know me, if you interact with me, you know, that you get me, you know? Um, and, and that's really hard for people to understand. Um, everything from like my positivity or my nonchalantness about certain subject matters, like 
that's where I stand on things. That's me. That's who I own. And that's the only person I can be. Um, and, you know, sometimes maybe when I was younger, the positivity may have been an overcompensation, you know, or it was, yeah. it was like the bad kind of <laughs> positivity. But at this point in my life, like I, I'm content, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm at peace and I'm joyful and very grateful for all of the things and experiences that I've had um, on this planet. And if I can share that with others, I'm more than happy to do so. And so if you know me, you know that, that that's true, that I am that kind of person. I hate saying it, like actually saying it out loud is weird to me because it just, it sounds like the right answer a politician would give you, you know? <laughs> no, I mean, I think, I mean, one thing that just keeps coming up for me, um, and like I said, obviously our, our experience together and was working together, you know, so those are the memories that are coming up for me, but and something I always tell people, and it always sticks out wherever I go, but it's from it and now it's like, you know, the people that were like, if we we're on a shift together, like the people that you knew were like gonna step up, like when the fucking bus, you know, came in the door, like those were like, regardless of any politics or whatever, I was like, I know Tony's got it. And I know that, you know, I'm gonna be like, hey, Tony, what can I get you? Boom, 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 boom. Cause it was like, there was no time to yeah. be like, yeah, nigga, it was like, yeah, move. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Hey, I saw, hey, I see he's running out of like this. I got like a second and I know he's busy. I'm going to run and get it. Boom. And then you're like, oh shit, thanks. Like, you know, and everyone's just working together. But I yeah. also feel like you were also one of those guys that, at least from my end, I respected because you would also, regardless if you were like, um, you were nice and you were that trainer, but then you would also call people out. You know what I mean? Like, like you said, <laughs> that positivity, but you were also real. Like, hey, like, right. we're not we're not going to fucking pick up your slack, dude. Like, you have to, you know, kind of get to work. But it was like you were all, we were always picking up people's slack to the point to where, like, it, something needed to be said. You know, it wasn't, just, at home. <laughs> it, it wasn't just like talking shit. It was like, look, dude, we've been picking up your slack the whole shift. You have to, like, either get off or, like, you know what I mean, or go to another position, whatever it may be. But I'm saying, yeah. like, I know that that dynamic changed a little bit because – I know when we were working there and you started before me, but a lot of it was like, hey, motherfucker, get going. And now it's like, you have to be a little nicer. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, right. I, I remember the people that were like, I, when I started there, I was like, I was stressed out. I was like, ah, like, you know, like, where do I go? Because I had never worked in a place like that. I worked across the street at NBI. I used to call people on the phone. I remember <laughs> that. Yeah. So it was like, this is like crazy. You know what I mean? But like I said, I always respected the guys that you knew, you know, Hey, like we're going to work, you know, and you, and you just see that in people, you know, the people that have a good work ethic and now you're yeah, in you business, know. right? Yeah, absolutely. And actually I, I've recently been able to put a word to that. Um, and my, my mom and dad were down here for the weekend and I was taking them around town and showing them, you know, the places I, I frequent and the word Bada that bing. I come, I'm sorry. Bada bing. But yeah, we went to all of that. <laughs> That's it. Um, the one, the one word that kept coming up for me is chispa, like the word that in Spanish means spark for spark. your non-Spanish speakers. Like I see this spark in people that excites me that I want to just like, I want them to succeed. I want to be a part of their team. Like I want to contribute to their success. I want yeah. them to do well. I want to support them. And like this happened at all the places that we went to and and then it, I, I'm like, in retrospect now having this conversation, like, 
duh like that's why i keep going to those places like there's people that are hustlers that provide good customer service great product you know yeah and i'm happy to to become their little evangelicus you know saying spreading their good gospel and yeah and I, I think uh i remember one time i went to i think it was rocky rocky you know rocky rocky the ramen place oh yeah yeah and then it was like a young little waiter, you know, it's like, it, they're not, it's not so fancy that they're all, oh, but he was just like, oh, like, you know, this and that. And he's like, oh, you guys, should, if you're going to get this one, you get this and this and that. He sold me like two appetizers, um, like some sake, you know what I mean? Like obviously yeah. our two bowls. And he was like, oh, and you guys should get this, this and that. Like, this is good. And I, after I was like, yeah, like I had spent, I spent a good amount of money, but I was like, I'm going to tip this guy even more. And I was right. like, because I know, because I didn't want all this shit. I was like, I didn't want all this shit, but it was good. He sold me on good things. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh, I really did like this. And this really did go really well with this. You know, oh, if you right. drink this and that, oh, you know what? We got to sell on sake right now, man. I would really do it, blah, blah. I was like, yeah. this, this young kid's going to go somewhere. I'm going to give him 20 right. bucks you know, on this, whatever. You know. That happens like in the service industry, you know, you can spot it right away because you're like, right there with them but in every industry and in every business there's these kinds of people and they they go in and and they do their job with gusto um i think what it is is that they're in their flow state you know we are in our flow state you're doing the things that you want to be doing so you do it with positivity because you're grateful for everything and and that opens up so many doors you know well i think it's also not it doesn't even necessarily need to be what you want to be doing right but like you're you're in that moment and you're making the best out of the situation that you have, right? Because maybe mm -hmm. you're not where you want to be, but you're building towards where you want to be. And you know right. that do, doing the best at what you can, and what, at least for me, you know, and like, I, I don't know if that's kind of a, a in and out thing as well, that we're so used to like pleasing, right? Like, like, oh, like, yeah, yeah let, let me, let me, let me get you what you need. Let me make it work for you, you know, because I had to kind of work away from that in the business aspect to be like, there's only so far I can go and so many things I can do for before you. They, yeah, before it's intrusive and you're not making money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so that kind yeah. of like, I was like, oh, okay, I can't be that person either, but at least like be honest, right? I've I've right. turned clients away, you know, that I'm like, yo, That's this- okay. you're called boundaries. <laughs> you're like, I'm not gonna take your money, dude, cause you're just, maybe it's also cause like, I know you're gonna be pissed that this doesn't work, but it's not going to work because you're not ready and you don't have the systems in place to work with someone like us. Like we're, right. we're, we're a little bit higher on that, you know, funnel, you know, of like what you need to have in place before you come to somebody like us. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's good that you know that. Um, I think the key is being able to communicate that and not just in marketing, but in, in any situation, like um, how you have the conversations with the audience that's in front of you. Right. Yeah. Um, if I'm gonna say something differently, I'm gonna answer a question differently to my three-year-old nephew, you know, than I am to yeah. my partner's 10-year-old nephew. Like same answer, but you have to be able to say it. And I don't mean to like dumb it down or say that some people <laughs> need to be taught to like children, um, yeah. but depending on your expertise and when you are, where you are, you know? And same when you're, when it's the other way, like when you're looking for information, like, you start realizing where you are on the like the learning spectrum and the development spectrum based on the words you do and don't understand and then it's up to you to like really make the effort right yeah i mean i think that sometimes it's sometimes i you know it, it's uh when you see all these moving pieces it's hard for you not to say like hey don't you like you want to 
shake some people. You know what I mean? They're yeah. Like, hey, like you know, but it. I, I think Just, that that that's where I've learned in my older age. Now, you know, I'm in my thirties. At least, uh, you know, to to also know when to let go of some people. You know, some people that mm -hmm. you know, like you said, oh, I see that little spark in them, and you wanna you wanna be there for them. But it's you know, you could only help so much. I you know, I don't I don't know if you knew, but I and I think from it again from fucking working in and out. When we used to do the, when we used to do like the, remember the, like the food giveaways and stuff, the food drive. Yeah. 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 Oh my so, God. I'm so now I do it. Like I do it for, for families in national city. So nice. I, I've been doing it. I think five years now, I've been able to help over 25 families in national city. Like literally what That's I do is I'll get like $250 usually worth of groceries, you know, I'll go to food for less and just stock them up and, you know, hook them up. So That's one so year crazy. I had a family and they don't live there anymore. So I'm gonna say where they live. They live by Kimball Park. <laughs> they live right next to Kimball Park in this little, you know, it's like right down the street, dude. Like that's what, that's my whole point of like, there's people that are really, really poor right down the street, you know, and they're hurting yeah. and they need help, you know? And so I, you know, I helped the family out and it was, it was a very impactful. Some of, some of them are just say thank you. And, you know, you move on and, you know, that's it. But some of them are like intense. Other ones are very, yeah, you know, right. the kids are very energetic and it's fun, um, you know, but this one was very intense. This one was very like, Oh my god like like i after that i teared up i was like wow what did we walk into she, she got on her knees and like thanked me and i was like whoa like no that's not what i'm here for like i don't want you to like feel that way yeah. that, you know but anyways the the i tried to help out her son because he said he wanted a better job you know and so i was like hey man like send me your resume like you know i'll help you out and you know, he, I was like, Hey, can you make these changes on it? This is, this is what I think you should make, you know, changes on. He's like, Oh, well, I don't have a laptop and this and that. Fuck it. I just made him a whole new resume. Blah, 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 blah. Here you go, man. And then I was like, he wanted to work at a bank. And I was like, Hey man, my friend's hiring at union bank, blah, blah, apply. And he's like, ah, it's not now. I hit him up like, Hey, did you apply? No, I haven't applied. All right, cool. And then like, he hit me up for some other stuff. And I was like, Hey man, like, what, how's everything going? Ah, well, you know, and I had to eventually just let go because I was like, dude, I, I can't, I can't, I can lead a horse to water, but I also can't like drag this dude yeah. to go into this interview. And you know what I mean? Like, and yeah. I'm putting my neck on the line for you. I don't even really know you, sure. you know? Yeah. How unfortunate. Yeah. Those, I mean, that's not a little cheese spot right there. That's, that's, that's someone who wants to take advantage, you know? Well, I think, and, I don't think he was taking advantage. I just think that he didn't want that pressure on his shoulders. So he, I think he felt that if he went that direction and, and did start succeeding, then it would just be more and more and more asked of him from, yeah. you know, but what a like horrible, like way to live. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I think that, because of the way, I mean, I'm from National City, so you're from National City. Like, we have scarce mentality, you know, we're, we're poor kids. So that, like, it seems so foreign to have money, you know, to have extra money. Um, and yeah, I mean, I could see how that kid would think, well, if I get a job, then I'm gonna have to pay income taxes, you know, for example, or then I'm gonna have to give my mom money or, or whatever. Um, well, and and there's there's kids like that, right? That I mean, I, I've been fortunate at least with my my mom, and my dad would talk shit, but he he would always say, "Me quieres dar you know what I mean? Like, give some money. Yeah. 
But like my mom's always been like, like trying to help me, you know, like, and my mom doesn't make a lot of money, but she, you know, what do you need? I'm like, no, no, no. And then she, you know, I pay like my mom's electricity. I always fill up her gas tank and, you know, like little things and, and, mm -hmm. um, to, to help her out. And she's always like, no, no, no. And I, you know, the cable and she's like, no, ponme una antena. I'm like, oh, just get, you watch TV. Like, why wouldn't I get you cable? Like, you know what I mean? Like, but my yeah. point is that like, I've been fortunate enough to not have a family that's like, well, you need to give me this, you need to give me that, you need to give me this, like, you know what I mean? I, I raised you, I fed you, like, it's time to pay back, you know what I mean? And there's families yeah. that are like that, like, hey, compramesto, yeah, really? compramesto, you know? And I'm like, man, like, I I can empathize, but I can't sympathize because I've never, I've never been, you know, in that situation. Yeah, and I mean, to your point, I know mothers who literally like will always hold over the fact that they gave birth to you, you know? Yeah. I've heard that. It's like, woman, like that wasn't my idea. Like, yeah, everyone does that. Like literally everyone on earth has a mother who did that. Like, no te deben nada. They don't owe it to you. Like, sure, be gra grateful and everything, but like they're not indebted to you for life. That's just unfair yeah no exactly and and you know especially when you're like you sometimes you feel like at least for me i felt like oh and that's kind of why I, and i've talked about it before is, is why i went into entertainment right because growing up like you said like the way in, in in national city or whatever like who did we know that was rich like you you know what i mean you don't really know oh fucking you know oh the manager in now has a nice car you know what i mean like and he's still not rich you yeah. know but like for me, it was like, oh, rich people, if I'm rich, I have to be famous. Mm. Er, ergo, that's what I got to do. And if I want to get my family out of poverty, I have to be famous. You know what I mean? And I did uh, enjoy like, doing stand up <laughs> to some degree, I guess. But I mean, obviously, I also enjoyed it. Like, you know what I mean? I think that's yeah. why I went into acting. The reason uh -huh. I went into stand up was because I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. And I was, you know what I mean? And I enjoyed talking to people and connecting with people and, and making people laugh, like I said, and entertaining people. You know what I mean? Right. That was one thing that I liked. But then you had the whole business side of it and the politics of it and how it's structured. And I was like, I don't want to do that, which I feel like this now. And I mentioned it on on um, okay. Emo Brown's uh, podcast. Check out Emo Brown. Shout, shout out yeah. to El, El Champ, the saddest Mexican. You know, but I mentioned it on that one, you know, basically like, you know, this feels more a fit for me. And I kind of wanted to, through what I was doing is bring more positivity as well. And, you know, I mean, I'm always down to like, you know, talk shit and, you know, do all that, all that fun stuff. Yeah. But, you know, I, I do want to, like, like you said, you know, bring, see that, that spark in people and to help them out and to, to be a resource and, and to build, we can kind of, I know we haven't, we uh, touched on it a little bit, but to build an avenue, right, for for not just men, but like, you know, Latinos that to to feel safe to talk about, you know, their shit and their feelings right. and, you know, what's what's hurting them. And that was something I had to go through as well to know I'm gonna put this shit out there and I'm gonna be I'm gonna be vulnerable. So if I want people to be vulnerable, you know, I gotta put Leave my shit example, out there. Right? Exactly. So, you know, I had to put a hey, I go to therapy, I do this, I do that, I I meditate and I, you know, whatever it's whatever works and it doesn't have to work for you, you know, but it's trying to figure it out and try to build a community, you know, so people could say, Hey, I saw Tony on your podcast and he said this and he said that, you know, Hey, reach out to Tony. Maybe you can, you know, maybe he's a good resource for you, you know? Yeah. No, I think, I think, I mean, as I mentioned, when I messaged you, like 
mental, the importance of mental health is, I think has, has been magnified over the last year, um, just because of the fact that it wasn't there, you know, it didn't exist for so many people. Um, and even before that, uh, about a year and a half ago, I had a prospect approach me um, and he was a clinical psychologist and he, his main target was Latino men. And, um, and he just had such a hard time finding them because Latino men don't want to talk about, you know, their mental health with their, well, their struggles. And their- that's why I got a cloak and I was like, hey man, let's just talk. Like, let's just, I want to learn about you. And, and that, that's what mental health is, right? It's like, hey, Tony, what was it like for you starting your company? What was, oh, like I told you before we started, I was like, man, dude, I lost a fucking patch of hair. Like, you know what I mean? I was so stressed <laughs> out, but who do you tell? And they're going to be like, oh, or like I told my mom and she's like, go get another job. Why are you so stressed out? Like, it's just like, well, like, you know, it's got to got to find find the coping mechanisms. Right. I would say it's part of the show. Like it's it's part of it's part of the package, like all of the stress, you know, all the euphoria, all the wins. Yeah, no. But but at my previous job, when I had insurance and I had all that, you know, all that, all the perks, I wasn't happy every day walking in was just like, oh, my God, you know, like. Fuck this place, you know. Here mm-hmm. I can leave anytime. I can do whatever the fuck I want. I'm still here in the office right now. It's seven at night, like you know what I mean. And I'll stay after, like, because I'll just get stuff done. And I, you know, but I'll, I can leave. I can go and take a week off. I'm gonna. That's one thing I was gonna mention to you is, is uh, when I was like, hey, let's just get started. Is I've been thinking about going to to Mexico and working remote, you know, yeah. for for a while and just just enjoying that. If I was anywhere else, I couldn't be able to do that. And even during doing this, I could have done it before COVID because right. that's how I structured my life. You know, at one point, I think uh, my 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 brother's mother-in-law was like, why does, you know, how does Ed always show up to like, you know, the, the assemblies and the, you know, for the kids and this and that, you know, doesn't he work? And she's like, yeah, he works. But I was like, yeah, I structured my life in the way that I want to live it, right? And to say, hey, I could take off the morning because I want to go see my nephew perform or sing a song at his assembly. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not like stuck at work. Like I can say, hey, I'm not going today. I'm going to go do this, you know? And that's one of the things, I guess, when we were talking about corporate life and expectations, like corporate America has this horrible template on everyone. Um, the eight hour work day, you know, 40 hours minimum. Um, and the way everything's structured around that, everything from like your healthcare that you have to be working a certain amount of hours, um, it's crazy to me. It's, it's like mind blowing. Um, I could sit somewhere and not be productive for eight hours. Easy. You know, if I'm not into it. Um, but if I want to do something like crazy awesome and I get the idea at like 6 PM, I start working on it. I can be up until two in the morning working on a new, you know, campaign or new strategy just because I'm into it and I love it. And I think that's the, that's like the cool part about being an entrepreneur and, and living a, uh, a life of an unemployable. I call myself unemployable at this point because yeah. <laughs> there's, I there's think just... that comes up too, right? Because then they're like, wait, what are you doing? And like, you know, and I'm like, oh, well, I'm doing this over here. I mean, I feel like we, like you said, that, that same chispa is you seeing, you seeing that chispa is you seeing opportunities for yourself too, right? To be like, oh, I like this guy. I want to work with them, see what we can figure out here. You know, like he's got a good idea or she's got a whole good thing she's doing over there. Like, oh, I think that we there's probably something we could do together, you know? So, you know, seeing those different opportunities and creating those different opportunities is exciting to me, you know? But one thing that I've had to work on as well is the resting part. 
Oh yeah, that one's hard. And because because of an entrepreneurship, you know, it's like there's always something. There's always gonna be shit to do. There's always gonna yep. be shit to do, no matter what. You know, so it's like you gotta also cut yourself off too to say I'm gonna go and have fun and I'm gonna I'm gonna stop working. You know, stop the work day. Um, because because yeah, you could be more productive in you know five hours, and if you would have been more productive, you could then you could stop yourself because I don't know some of that guilt again comes to in and out because it's like hey, you're just standing around. Like, go do something. Time to lean, there's time to clean. (laughs) (laughs) Time to lean, time to clean, you know? Like, Rosa, stop putting napkins. You're supposed to be doing something. (laughs) Go do something else. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I think, so we keep going back to In-N-Out, and for me, at least, I think it was also a super, like, impactful (laughs) job. Like, I think it's hard not to, right? So much, such a big chunk of your life that you spent yeah, there, but, you know? But I think for anybody who goes through the drive-through and, and, you know, gets their shake, it's, it's in their head, like, it's the same as any other, you know, burger joint. But yeah. the reality is that they are a freaking machine. They're a beast. And you can tell by the, their expansion, you know, and their consistency, yeah. um, their brand. And there's a reason why people stick around so long. You know, yeah, they they treat their employees well, like, you know, our Disneyland trips, our yeah. bonuses, Christmas, you know, like they, they're they're fun. They're a great place to work. Um, and having that as a model as a teenager, you know, or young adult, um, I think has made my expectations higher of myself. Right. So like I'm saying, like I started a tourism business, but I want us to be like the best tourism business. Like I want us to have world-class service. I want us to work with the best of the area, Baja. You know, all of our vendors need to be vetted. Like everything has to be based on our good experience because that's the only way we're gonna recommend, you know, those those places. Um, so the expectations are super high and they're only placed on me by myself, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and that's, um, that, that's good. Like I said, it's a, you know, it's, it's just having having pride in what you're doing, right? Yeah, Having exactly. Pride in what you're doing, and um, I, I mean, I guess we could go into that. It's, it's you know, we mentioned your marketing, but you also mentioned that you had um, a Baja wine tours, you know, your uh, company, right? Where like basically take people down to Baja. Right. Um, it's it's so crazy that people don't know a lot about that. I think people hear like a murmur of it, and some people are like, yeah. oh, I've been I've been wanting to go, but they don't realize how like like I said, I my friend Kelsey Kelsey Bear, who is also on the podcast. She has a lot of relationships with the wineries down there. And she, you know, she's like, you know how many wineries there are down there? I was like, I don't know. She's like, there's a lot. Like, I thought it was just yeah. like, oh, there's like four, you know, like. No, there's like 200. Yeah, I was like, oh, <laughs> I shit. Say, uh, like 180 or something unofficial, unofficially. There's like 200. Like there's there's a bunch that aren't, you know, they're like underground. Um, there's a lot going on in, in Valle de Guadalupe, which is just 90 minutes from the border. And uh, the rest of the world is discovering it. Uh, Southern California, I would say LA people in OC have discovered it. Um, and San Diegans are, are, are catching on, but it's, it's, we're not quite there yet. Um, but yeah, it's amazing. It's, it's, it's a whole different ball game. In terms what, of what, got, what got you into wine? It is, it was, it's, you know, it's crazy. It's, I'm not even a wine guy. Um, <laughs> oh, I, no, don't do it, guys. Oh, no, just kidding. <laughs> don't do it. Don't trust me. I'm, I've become a wine guy. Um, I used to be a beer guy, actually. Yeah. But um, at this point, actually, I'm completely sober. <laughs> but uh, what happened What, what happened was uh, my little sister, who you know, Lizette and I, um, would 
wanted to do a fundraiser for one of my uh, mom's best friend who I call my tia. She has a nonprofit in the South Bay um, mm. that helps out. It, it started off with helping women affected by breast cancer, but it's evolved since to help anybody affected by a cancer diagnosis. Um, and they're super high touch, like community, you know, community centric, like they're about the community, they give to the community. Um, and so in the past I had done like bar takeovers where, you know, a certain percentage of, of oh, yeah, yeah. go to, to them. And it was always around the month of October. Cause that's when, you know, everyone's wearing their pink or whatever. Um, so this year, 2015, we decided to do a tour into Valle de Guadalupe and I called it the Baja wine tour for a cause. Um, so we filled up this giant charter bus with, you know, 55 people who were enthusiastic about going into Mexico and drinking wine and created this really unique experience where they were able to, you know, eat delicious food, taste great wines and, and really just get to know the region um, all from the comfort of a tour bus that left San Diego and brought them back home that day. Um, How do you cross the border or something like that? So back then, the things have changed over the last 12 months, don't get me wrong. But back then it was very, um, actually I shouldn't even say easy because it, it was starting to evolve back then. My first one was easy breezy. We just shot straight across. Um, my second one, new processes were in place where everybody had a fill out their FMM form, which is the Forma, Multiple, Forma Migratoria Multiple. It's just a standard little visa for, for people who are crossing into the United States. I'm sorry, into Mexico. Um, and then they became more strict um, over the years. So like you have to have a passport and you have to fill out that visa. Um, so to answer your question, the current way that a tour bus gets down there is that it pulls over to the side as you're coming south at El Chaparral. Um, so you pull over and everybody departs the bus and goes through customs, just as if you were entering any other country, you go through security. And then on the other side, we board the bus after the bus has gone through, you know, their security checkpoint. Um, What's so security now they're, though? You just go through a little... Oh, no, no, they, they, have, they like, have a thing now, never mind. You're right, you're when you walk, right? Yeah, you go through and it looks like a ultra modern airport. You know, it, it has yeah. their... They have their, I had, I had, had paid a guy twenty up. bucks once. <laughs> I didn't have my passport. He's like, "Oh, but then I come at sistema," and I was like, "Yeah, no, you're not." <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're becoming more and more strict about the passport for sure. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's just kind of retaliation from the way the U.S. treats Mexicans. <laughs> Maybe that, that that's what they're gonna do to us. Yeah. Maybe. So I guess I, getting back to the story, they're not gonna let us get tacos. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's the way that. The, um, the company was founded was a, a, a one-time tour into Valle that we then replicated for another one of my friends as nonprofit. And then again, for another nonprofit that my friend was associated with. So it became, you know, Baja Wine Tour for a Cause was like a thing. Um, and what I found on each one of the tour buses was pe were people that wanted to come back down, but with their friends only or in a smaller more intimate way mm -hmm. um and you know me being a little marketer and entrepreneur way of thinking thought there's an idea here like let's let's that's the thing about having that the entrepreneur mind right you can't just be like well then go bro like you can't. <laughs> <laughs> figure horrible. it out you're like it's oh let horrible. me help you let me help you out let me let's do something you know what i mean you're just, instead yeah, of just being seriously. like i don't know figure it out where you want to go i already told you 
<laughs> yeah, seriously. But yeah, so so that's where the uh, the idea came up. We started doing private tours in 2018 when we became like a legit LLC, and um, and since then they've gone smaller and smaller, um, both because that's what the market wants, but also because COVID happened. Um, yeah. So we, I was fortunate enough to have positioned our services as higher end, more premium. So now that you know there's regulations around group sizes and, um, and well, basically group sizes. Yeah. <laughs> it makes perfect sense to have smaller, more exclusive. But the experience. regulations are different down there, right? It's more the, the actual border that's giving you more. There are. Um, yeah. Currently in Mexico. Um, so that we're on a, we're on a like semaphoro system. There's basically a, a street light, a street signal is, is how they do it. So red, yellow, green. Um, there's no purple down here or orange. Um, I, it's off. I mean, my buddy's in Italy and he said, they, oh, he's like, we're in red. And I was like, wait, red's good. It's better than purple. He's like, we, he's like, we don't have purple. I was like, ah. Let's see. I was like, but. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> every country, every municipality has their own thing and hopefully it's working for them, you know. But it does create a lot of like um, uncertainty and a lot of questions uh, as to what can and can't be done. So currently, um, the yellow here has meant that uh, wineries are able to open and host larger groups. So I think officially it's um, 10, I wanna say, no, 20, I'm sorry, 20. Um, our tours, I love the number 10. That's when people ask me, how many people can I bring? You can bring as many as you want, to be honest, but I always recommend 10. Um, it gets a little wild after that, but, um, yeah. but yeah. It sucks when you have to coordinate so many people too. You know, I have so much fun with it. I, I have, uh, even with the groups of 55, like I'm a one man band. Like I, I am the tour guide and I make sure that everyone is, you know, on time, sticking to the schedule, having a good time. Um, it's like herding cats, but it's, it, I always say it's like herding drunk cats because <laughs> after a few wineries, you know, people are starting to like, their personalities change, their demeanor change. Their, but even the relationships within the bus change, you know? Yeah, we, we almost left somebody in Puerto Nuevo last week. <laughs> we like, oh, shit, we forgot him. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, no, I set ground rules, you know? Like, if you're not back on time, it's going to be an Uber ride that's going to cost you this much. <laughs> and people are like, yeah. oh, he's serious. I'm like, yeah. And if you throw up, like, you're going to pay the cleaning fee. And, you know, so um, I feel very grateful that I've never had anything that's too wild or anything. Everyone always asks me, what's the worst thing that's ever happened? And, and honestly, like, that's it. Like someone threw up, like that's yeah. the worst thing that's ever happened. People throw up all the time. Bus tours. But yeah, it happens all the time. That's like a norm. I mean, have you ever walked downtown or in PB on the weekends? Yeah. Like, I think what, there's a thing about, I mean, I don't want to shit on it, but like, like, I think, I think it sounds fun sometimes the party bus thing, but it's like more of like it driving the group there. But like to actually chill in it, it's not because it's turning and it's doing a whole, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, ah! <laughs> it's not very fun. <laughs> yeah, I remember one time it turned. It was like I was twenty one. It was like the first time I went on a party bus, and you're like, I had my drink and just went straight into the glass, and it was like splashing everywhere. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Because you're trying to just hang out, but the bus is still driving, braking, going. Like you can't just be, you know. Yeah, out. I think weary. You know, you're younger, and maybe because we have the like we had like those quinceañeras with the long <laughs> with the limousines and the hover, oh, the hover, the hover limo. limousines. we think that these party buses are like amazing but 
I've had some experiences. One time we, I went wine tasting for a friend's birthday into Temecula and it straight up broke down. Like the bus started like overheating or something and yeah. had to pull off the road. And, and here we go, Captain Sevaho, like running to find duct tape and all of the things that are gonna like allow us to get back on track. And unfortunately that didn't happen. You know, it, we just, the group amaz- was amazing though. We, we had like sake at one of the sushi shops on, in that little shopping area. <laughs> and then went to our one winery because they had to coordinate like another bus to come and take us because the one that we were in was out of commission. So things yeah. happen, things like that do happen. Like again, like knock on wood, it's never happened on any of my tours. And, and, um, and I'm really grateful for that and fortunate for the fact that we work with pros that, you know, they stay on top of their maintenance, that they have, they're bilingual, that they have excellent customer service skills. And I mean, you look at our reviews and every time I get one, I'm like blown away by, by the words, the kindness and just what they're saying about what happened on, on their experience. And, you know, I nudge them, I say, hey, like if you tell people what kind of experience you had, I'd really appreciate it. And then yeah, they just go all out. I think then that, that goes back to like kind of the, the being vulnerable or like kind of expressing yourself. Right. Because I think nowadays people are so much like, like they're, they're there and you don't really like, oh, I don't know if this guy's having fun. And they're like, Oh my God, that shit was fucking amazing. And they like go online and then, you know, say all this stuff and you're like, what? All right, cool. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, like I actually saw this, um, I saw a guy, he was like at a bar, right? And we're, now it's COVID and he went up to this girl, got her number, right? And he got her number and I was like, oh shit, dude got the number. And he walked away, but he was still in the bar. And then like, he was like, walk by her. her. And he was like, she, I was like, dude, why aren't you just talk to her? She's right there. He's like, no, like basically like, I'm like, I'm pretty sure he's just going to text her later. You know, but it's like, but she's here right now in person. Maybe I'm old school. I don't know. You know what I mean? I'm like, yo, yo, what's up? Remember me from the bar? You know, remember I hung out for two hours and didn't talk to you and got more numbers. Like, you know, like, yeah, that's the one thing that I miss, um, like during the lockdown and, and whatnot and all these regulations, I miss strangers. Like I miss interacting with people I don't know. Um, sometimes it ends up like, oh, we should be best friends. You know, yeah, it's yeah. changing information. Or no, it's like six feet away. You're not wearing a mask. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. Um, it's it's all right, though. We'll, we'll get back there soon. Yeah, I mean, and there's, you know, there's the people that like their own space, I think. At least for me, I've always, you know, I'm always willing to talk to a stranger if they, you know, even if it's just a comment or whatever. It's like, oh yeah, cool. Like, you know, I, I told my my friend, I was like, you realize that because the girls are so used to like, you know, hey, nice pants or hey, cute hair or you know what I mean or guys commenting or, or even between themselves, you know. But I was like, guys aren't used to that. And she's like, what mm-hmm. do you mean? I was like, they're not. I was like, the simplest compliment you give the guy will make his day. And yeah, I, ladies, you're listening. Hey, hey, <laughs> Tony, weak. nice hat. You're, oh, what? really? <laughs> this hat? And it, now he doesn't take the hat off. Like you know what I mean? Like, but yeah. it's just so like little, the tiniest things to make like, cause guys are so like you know like oh stupid fucking shirt, bro. And you're just like ah, he's gonna talk shit. You know what I mean? It's like we're so not used to that that kind of thing. And girls do it to each other all the time. Like, oh, nice, you know, oh, I love your dress, love your top, where'd you get the shirt? You know, whatever. Yeah, but I feel like it also doesn't have the same weight because they do it so much and so like- It's true, it's So flippant and it's just like, oh yeah, nice dress. Oh my God, I love my, I got it. Or like, they feel like they have to return it. And I'm like, it's like if I buy you a drink, I don't expect you to buy me a drink. I'm buying you a drink because I want to buy you a drink. 
You don't have yeah. to return it. Just because I said nice shoes doesn't mean you have to be like, uh, nice, uh, fuck. Nice <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I actually, I've started to notice that and I, I've actually started to tell people like, oh, you don't have to say anything. Yeah. <laughs> no reciprocation. Yeah. Like I'll, yeah. I'll yell it out like in a really joking fashion and, and they're like, oh, okay. Um, and, and I think that that's one of the things that I've been working on too, like learning to just accept the compliments for what they are oh, and terrible. stopping myself from reciprocating just because yeah. I was taught or like the norm is to do that. Like, again, this, these are some of the things that I, I want to unlearn uh, just to remain true and authentic. Like, I'm not going to just give you some made up compliment because you gave me a compliment like that. Yeah. That's fake. <laughs> yeah and that that's why i don't like it either oh my god i love you oh my god i love it like it's like come on come on you know what i mean like yeah, you know you just did the same thing to somebody else i saw you you know what i mean yeah, that's you know uh but like in general it's just like i guess to, to get back to like kind of the mental health thing is just like that what i had a, what i've been kind of working on is if I want people to accept my shit as a, like, as a, you know, as a helper and as, you know, and you yourself, you're that type of person, right? I have to also accept people to help me or people that compliment me or that thank me or grateful to me. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just like, what are you, what are you fighting? You know, what are you fearful of? Like, if you're like, oh, well, you know, they need to accept love. Like they don't get it. Like they, they, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, wait, but are you accepting it? Are you allowing these things to come in? Hey man, I gave you a compliment. You can't take a compliment. And then you're like, yeah. Oh, hey man, that's a really nice shirt you have. And they're like, oh, or hey, I really appreciate that you, you, you know, your friendship. And then they're like, oh yeah, bro. Like, yeah. like, you know, that, that, that one will always get people. Hey man, I really appreciate your friendship. I'm glad you're in my life. And, yeah. yeah and they're like a lot of people will like freak out at that one like you know <laughs> what i mean funny. and it's a very like you know hey i appreciate you you being a friend that's like you a, know that's a beautiful compliment too like how could that make anybody uncomfortable a lot of people, I'm, start, people freak out a lot i go a step further so i wasn't raised in a house where we said i love you all the time there was lots of love don't get me wrong yeah lots of love but like I love you was not really something we said to each other. My mom says um, chinga tu madre all the time to me. <laughs> <laughs> that's so like, that's, that's you. And, and it's coming from a loving place, yeah. I'm sure. Um, but so I started to to work in I love you into just my life all of the time, you know, and not just romantically, like like anybody who I genuinely feel love for, I now express it. And it's so funny. Like, it's so funny to... Sometimes you get an I love you back and sometimes you don't. And I'm okay. Like, I'm just saying it because I'm feeling it, you know? Yeah. Um, like going back to Steve, the, one of the first times that we had like a badass like moment day, it was, we we just chatted for hours and I was texting him like a follow-up, like, oh, so cool. I love you. And then I was like, shit, did I just say I love you to a grown-ass <laughs> man who like just became friends? <laughs> and I was like, oh shit, too much, too soon, sorry. And he's like, nah, fuck no, never. Like he, like, Fortunately, he's he's the kind of guy who like is good at receiving love and and, yeah. like, and and I guess more than anything, accepting me for who I am, right? Yeah, um, which is also magical and cool. Yeah, yeah throw out those I love you. I love yeah, and it's like it's like you're saying like you know like you just met you just met like it's not a sexual thing, right? Like oh damn, bro, you're you're cool, bro. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. yeah, like I just met you, but damn, like we're clicking like, you know, this is cool. I'm glad I met you, you know, like, oh. like, you know, 
this guy's being, <laughs> I, this guy's getting trying to get at me. Like, oh, come on, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it, was, like, it was awesome. And it ha- and I do it all the time now. I just, oh, I love you. All right, have a good one. Like at the end of it, it's it always fits at the end. Like, I love you. You know, and you always hear stories of people who like lose someone and they never said they get to say, you know, they didn't get to say I love you one last time or yeah, or whatever. You know, and so like. I mean, why not just give them a little, I love you. Why not? Like it's, I'm feeling this love. I want to make sure you know that I feel this love. Um, and it's it, 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 at, at its core. It's not because you didn't say it. It's because of, you know what I mean? Because you didn't show it because you're like, fuck, like I should have, I should have been more in the moment. I should have been, you know what I mean? Cause I mean, right. you know, I lost my dad and I told him plenty of times, you know what I mean? But it's not mm-hmm. like it's not like once I lost him, I was like, ah, he knew, <laughs> you know, it was, it's still like, fuck, you know, it's still painful. You know what I mean? Of sure. like, what is, sure. You know, but so but it's like you said, it's it's being in that moment because you don't remember the times that you told him you loved him. But you remember the times that you spent with them and that you felt that love. You know yeah, what I mean? Felt it. You know, <clears throat> yeah. and that that's where, you know, those moments that like, you know, like, for example, I mean, I had my. And and my buddy and he called and he called me out on it. He's like, oh, like he told everybody. But and my buddy got married, and I was like, in the middle of the wedding, you know, I was all, all buzzing or whatever. But I was like, dude, I'm having a great fucking time. Like I'm just having a great time. I told him, you know, and he was kind of like, ah, like this guy's telling me he's having a good time. But I was like, hey man, your wedding's really fun. Like we're having a blast, you know. Like, and that it was it was like genuine. I could have just thought it. You know, I was like, ah, I want to tell him. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like he should know that I'm having an amazing time at his wedding, you know? It's so easy to do that. Like, it's so easy. I don't understand why people are so afraid to use their words and say how they feel. Like, even just with positivity, like, if you're feeling good, if you're having a good time, like, let your host know, like, whoever you're interacting with, like, let them know. If you're on a date that's going well, like, let them know I'm having a good time. Like, why do you think they never called you back? Because you never even gave an indication that you had a good time. <laughs> so, like, well, you have to. We could dig into other stuff on, like, oh my God, this guy's crazy. He wants to marry me. Like, it's like, <laughs> chill. Those are, chill. That's like, you know, issue. Yeah. That, and that's that's a fear of intimacy, right? If fear of, if a lot of people right. have that. And that's kind of where, where, where I'm going with that is like, you know, it's just accepting that in, you know, accepting the, those things from from people and just, you know, like, yes, I didn't grow up around this, but I mean, I mean, it's not that, it's not that crazy. Like, it's just like, I'm not, I, I'm not like writing your name down on, you know, a piece of paper a million times and, you know, <laughs> taking pictures of you and stalking you. I'm just like, Hey, you know what? I, I, I like you. Or I enjoy hanging out with you or whatever it may be. And a lot yeah. of people, whoa, like usually people don't come at them that way or they're just genuine in that way where it's always very, very like, ah, whatever, I'll see you later, you know, or very certain. <laughs> yeah. My whole, my whole point is like, is I had this conversation with actually with my friend Kelsey, where she was like, I'm tired of surface level relationships. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And it's, and, and like, I told another friend of mine, I was like, she was talking, I was like, why is it so certain? She's like, well, why not? You know, I was like, well, I just don't want to <laughs> have that. Like, you know, what's the point? You know, what's the weather? Oh, I think it's going to rain tomorrow. What's actually it is. But anyways, like having that, you know, like, well, I don't care. Like, well, what are we doing here? Well, who cares? Yeah. I don't know shit about you, know, you or just two people that talk. Uh. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I can definitely con- connect with that. That resonates with me because I, I'm past pleasantries at this point. Um, and I think this might be because she's also an entrepreneur and business owner. Um, but a lot of the people that I talk to these days are, are, are similar like-minded people who they get to the meat of it quickly um yeah. and that's called being direct you know that's called being direct um 
we're all experiencing the weather and it's a beautiful thing, especially here in San Diego, but like, can we get to things that matter? Yeah. <laughs> um, at least that's what I appreciate. So I give what matters earlier in this conversation. I, I said, you know, that's the one thing that people who are around me know about me is that I'm giving them me and it would be nice to get your authentic self back, you know? Yeah. Um, I know not everybody's ready for that and that's not my fault. Um, but I'm ready to accept them for who they are. And if they're not ready to open up, then uh, I'm okay finding people who are. <laughs> yeah, and I, I guess that's a good that's a good place to segment into the the general question that we ask everybody on the podcast is is when was when was there a time that you felt like a weirdo? Because I feel like when you say like oh, I show up and I tell people I love you, this and that. You know, you could have that energy. Sometimes people could be like, ah, oh, I'm such a weirdo. You know what I mean? Or whatever, maybe. But when was it a time for you that you felt like, oh, man, I feel weird? Like, you know, whether yeah. it be whether it be in a social setting of like, you know, maybe you said a joke or whatever, or maybe a family member made you feel like, hey, stop doing that. You know, that's weird, you know, or something like that. Um, Interesting. I... You got to answer this one because this is the central question. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I've been thinking about it actually because earlier about a what a month or two ago, um, I helped my pops with his storage unit. I was like, dad, you got to get rid of some of this stuff. Like you, you got to clean it out. And I came across my old high school yearbook. I think it was high school. Maybe it was middle school. And in it, a lot of the dedication said like, you're so weird. Like keep being weird. Like stay weird. Like a bunch of the word weird came up way more times than I ever realized that I, I was like, yeah. was I really that weird? Like what, what made me so weird? And I, I am still kind of, I still don't know the answer to that. Um, yeah. So I think I've been a weirdo since I was really little. I didn't even know I was a weirdo. Um, but the times that like, to get back to your question, most recently, like I started exploring mental health and, you know, got a therapist a few years ago. Um, and I think saying, I was talking to my therapist or like, you know, oh, my next appointment is like any time that I openly discuss it. What's wrong, um, Tony? What's wrong? They're like, I feel wrong? a tiny little bit weird. Yeah. Just because people aren't like ready to, to go there, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and a lot of your guests have said, have said this before, but you'll always end up having someone come back or ask a side question or follow up because everyone's curious about it and whatnot. Um, so I think I think that would be it. Um, I'm way too comfortable in, in the discomfort, in the in developing and changing. Like, I don't think I'm weird. I don't think things are weird. Um, I yeah. love it. If any, I love the change. I love well, the challenge. I, I think that that's the dichotomy in the whole weirdo thing, right? Is uh it's that we're all weird but yet yeah. we're but since we're all weird then are we really weird like you know what i mean it's just like so we're all kind of the same in a lot of ways and we it's like the whole point of like i feel weird but then it's like everybody's everybody feels weird in their own way you know what i mean yeah it's just like well i think it's it's like a universal feeling right um and and that's like my point one of my first private tours was with a journalist from um from the guardian so he came over to visit Valle and one of the conversations we had that was super deep like after some wine what had to do with like intimacy and the universal feelings that we all have that we don't express and that we don't talk about 
and they're literally feelings that everyone has and everyone experiences, but nobody talks about. Yeah. And it, it's like mind blowing. It's mind blowing. And I think that that's where something like empathy comes in place, right? Because uh, right. Uh, a lot of the times maybe we think somebody did something to us and then it's directly to us or what they're going through. I don't know if you saw that. Um, have you seen that show on, on Amazon Prime? It's called Modern Love. Not yet. I've heard of good things though. Yeah, you should watch it. But basically there's an episode where it's like, she, this lady's writing an article and that's what I was thinking about. Ah, spoiler alert. <laughs> She's writing an article about this guy, right? And then he, cause he started like a dating app, you know? And so she asked him like, well, what is love? Like if you're, well, people are supposed to find love on your app, you know? And so then he goes into like a story about the person that he loved, you know what I mean? And why he started it to try to find this and this whole thing, you know? And so basically like th there's other stories that are, that kind of show you the different areas. Like there's one where like a girl is bipolar and the guy comes over and she's having an episode and he's like knocking at the door and she's like, ah, like, you know, but to me as a guy, if I don't get that communicated to me, like if you're depressed or whatever it may be, I just think you're blowing me off. Right. You know what right. I mean? I am like, yeah. oh, what the fuck? Like she literally said, well, we're going to hang out today. You know, I was going to cook dinner. I, you know, I had everything ready five minutes before can't make it. What? Why? Like what, you know? And then you're like, what is it? What's wrong with me? Whatever. But then it's like that other side of the coin. It's like, that's not being communicated. Right. So it's both sides having empathy, but also having the communication to say, this is what's going on with me, you know? Yeah. Communication is key. And I think again, just going back to the point of like being direct, um, I, I see a lot of, I have friends that are like dating and, you know, they're hopeless romantics and, and I'm like, I think it goes down to the communication and not that they're doing anything wrong, but a lot of times there's miscommunications. It's just these lost souls. We're all lost souls, right? But we're trying to like connect. And sometimes we don't know what words to use or when to use them. Um, yeah. Or it's uncomfortable yeah. to use those well, words. And like you said, yeah, if something feels foreign or like, and the thing that, that uh, keep, keeps getting repeated in, you know, all the therapists to talk to in, in general, cause like, you know, in workshops or whatever, is that like a lot of the times healthy can feel boring. Because mm -hmm. because you're used to chaos, right? You know, you or you you grew up in a world that was unhealthy, so you're used to shit. Like you know, like like back to in and out. Once I was in an office, I was like, eh, what the fuck is this? Like you know, there's yeah. nobody yelling at me. I'm like, well, when my boss passes by, I'm like, oh, I'm working, I'm working. Like you know, it's like when it doesn't matter. Like you know what I mean? I'm staying busy, staying busy. Like you know, Doctor yeah. Seuss with all these different, you know. But like, yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. It's like you're used to that that you, mm -hmm. you, your mind's conditioned to like, tr try to be like, oh, I need, what's, what's going on here? This is weird, you know? Right. Like this, is, this isn't what a relationship, quote unquote, because people can't see my air quotes. There's no drama. Be, you know? Yeah, yeah, like the, what, 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 what's going on with this guy? He just, I tell him this and he just says, okay. Like, this is like, okay, cool. We'll hang out next week, like, or whatever. You know what I mean? Or, hey, I got you flowers. <laughs> oh, what did you do? Why'd you get me flowers? Oh, fuck, I wanted to buy you flowers. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what are you up to? <laughs> you know, oh, you know, it's like, get out of here. You know, that's funny. I, I don't know. I think, uh, I think a lot of uh, like learning projection, like the, what that, the concept of that and like seeing other people doing it is, is also mind blowing. Like all of a sudden you start realizing who they are based on what they say about 
you or the experiences they're having in life. And it, it's, it's definitely allowed me to see things differently um, yeah. and less chaotic for myself, for sure. That's interesting. Like you said, projection, like kind of the way that they kind of show who they are or how would, how would you explain that a little bit deeper? Uh, you know, usually people will, will project what they're feeling onto you. So um, I don't know. It's funny because it, I'm going to use it in a very positive way, but generally we're used to doing it in a negative way, but I always see the best in people. Like I always think, you know, they're probably really smart. They know what they're doing. They want to. And then I, I, it's like the self-talk, you know, it's the things that like I feel about myself and to take it to the negative side, like there's people out there who like to name call and say, oh, you're, you know, you're overcompensating or you're too loud or you, and, and it's really all of the things that are true about themselves. Or that um, they want so, to be true, right? Like, right, know, like, right. Yeah, it could go either way. Um, but to me, I'm, you know, now that I, I see it, I'm like, oh, okay, projecting that much, <laughs> you know, and yeah, it's, it's for each person to discover and, and uh, resolve or live with, so. Yeah, no, that, that, that's definitely like, that's definitely interesting in that way you put it. Cause yeah, I've, I've had that a lot and I've, you see it a lot, right? To where like, oh, why are you doing this? Or stop doing that, you know? If like mm -hmm. you're getting attention, it's like, and then people will be like, I don't like that guy. Why? He didn't do anything to you. He's like, I don't like him. You know what I mean? It's like, it's just kind of like the energy that they brought or people were paying attention to him or, or your girlfriend was paying attention to him. So now you don't like him because you're like kind of jealous and insecure. You know what I mean? So that puts yeah. you. Yeah. Well, it's uh, most of the time it's insecurities. That's Did what, I lose you there? Oh, you lose <laughs> froze me? up a little bit. Okay. Nah. Back on. So, I mean, it, it, yeah, I mean, I think we, we've had, we covered a lot of stuff. Is there anything that you have that, you know, that you, you, you think we didn't cover or that you wanted to cover on your end or, you know? No, I'm, I'm just really grateful for you to have, I mean, invited me onto this, honestly. Last, last year, I feel like I wanted, actually a little bit before the pandemic, I was like, I need to launch a podcast, you know? And I had my business idea on what yeah. I was gonna start talking about. And then pandemic hit and I was like, oh crap. Like I can't talk about that anymore because it had to do with, with Mexican wine, you know, Baja wine. Um, I thought, oh, maybe I can do some other podcast and talk about, you know, and I had a bunch of ideas. And then I just, I was like, you know what? I have too much on my plate. Like I don't need any more. Oh, it's, definitely... it's, it's definitely work, man. I mean, like, Oh, I know it is. Uh... I, I trust me. I respect your hustle yeah. and anybody <laughs> who has a, a podcast. Um, so I'm I don't like, know how really... to, I'll tell you what, I don't know how emo Brown, the saddest Mexican Seriously. does. He's got a ton of shit going on, man. So oh shout, my out. God, he's shout out to emo Brown. One more time. Yeah. If you haven't listened, you know, Brown's yeah, he's got an amazing podcast, you know? And like I said, and I went to his brewery and everything like did it there. I'm like, Dude, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, yeah. Go so that was one of the podcasts I was on. Um, I was on another one called From Another Zero. Um, and so, like, I'm, like, living <laughs> the podcast dream by being a guest. So I yeah, really that's, appreciate that. Yeah, and that's, you know, I think, like I said, I, I you know, there, there's value in it, you know, in, in having you on, I think, and just having, you know, different perspectives, you know, of people. Because I think a lot of the times, like, I'll reach out to people and like you even did the same thing You're like well, what am i gonna talk about like you know what i mean but here we are like 90 minutes in almost you know and we haven't run out of shit to talk about right like yeah. so it's like you know there there's 
everybody's story and, and experience that has a, there's value in it. You know what I mean? For sure. And, and I think that, I mean, just bringing it back to mental health, I think that a lot of people more specifically like brown men like you and I, who didn't grow up with the ability to talk to someone about anything, you know, or they have their compas or they have their unhealthy habits, like, you know, turning to, to their, their coronas, their beer, their weed or. And that's when they get really emotional, right? When they're drunk. Yeah. Yeah. Like like, like, like a purging of emotions, you know, those are all coping mechanisms. (laughs) And, um, and I think that numbing systems, numbing systems. There you go. Um, there you go. You're right. You're right about that. You have more experience in mental health, clearly. Um, but that's that's like. Well, it's a coping mechanism, but you're numbing, right? Like, because like you're it's, numbing. It's not a yeah, healthy. Yeah. It's not a healthy habit. Um, so seeking out someone to you know chat with, um, I think is is it's a smart thing to do. And and that was my biggest compliment to you to like having these conversations, just opening up about mental health. Um, I'm not super open about it, except, you know, I mean, I don't want to say that I hide it, but like, if, if it comes up, I'm yeah, sh- yeah, I'm yeah. happy to like talk about it. Um, I'm not how there's, there's like certain characters. I can't remember what show it was in, but I remember a character being like, my therapist says, you know, and my therapist says like, I'm definitely well, I, yeah. not like that. I also don't, you don't want, I don't want to be preachy either. And I let people no, do, their, exactly. you know, do their own thing. Hey, I don't want to be preachy. I know that there's so many ways of uh, developing your your mental well-being. You know, like you said, meditation works for a lot of people. I loved meditating, and I have like an on and off again relationship with that. Um, some people do yoga. Like I, I think mean, some people's people, meditation is is you know doing Padre Nuestros and praying yeah, and you yeah. know religion, and then you're like, well, I'm not religious. Well, then then it's just kind of you know. I feel like my meditation has always been even before I started technically meditating was like motivation and like yeah. kind of like helping my confidence and my self-esteem like especially in a situation of entrepreneurship right it's like, hey you could right. do this like you know you you could you know there's people that have done yeah. less you know more with less or like you know kind of deal you know yeah but like even that's that self-talk like a lot of people aren't for don't have that you know so yeah i think you're fortunate and you're you're you do things with gusto like i was trying to think back at like our experience and it's, yeah. it's it was so brief like i guess because it was so long ago also like i, yeah, I yeah. can't remember how long we crossed paths for i was an um, angrier kid too i was i was you know i had a chip on my shoulder at least when i was at you know i hated i always hated like man i'm working so hard and these guys are being lazy just call my fucker like i was like you know i'd be like this isn't fair because and that's what kind of pushed me into entrepreneurship to some degree because i was like i work just as hard as that guy and he's actually getting paid more than me or I'm yeah. working way harder than him and he's not doing dick. He's just standing there. You know what I mean? And I was like, no, this, I need to go find a way to, for me to get what I, you know, what I'm working for. You to flourish, know? to flourish, yeah. to develop. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I couldn't put that into terms or anything at that time. It was just like anger. Ah, yeah. get out of my way, you lazy fuck. You're you know 17, <laughs> you know, like it's, it's hard. It's hard. Um, but from what I remember is like, you were a hustler, you were a hard worker. You were, you know, you had a positive attitude on, like you're, I don't remember you being angry. Like I remember when you started and I was like, damn, this kid has the customer service thing dialed down. And I think oh, that, that was from the, the, that the, was from the, the, yeah, the call center. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. Like, no, and it was cool. Cause there was so many like Paulos worked there and people that I knew that I was cool with. And then like Paulos was hustling. Cause he already been there. And I was like, oh shit. Like, 
Because it was more like competitive too, right? Oh, let me let me catch up to this guy, you know? Like, yeah, no, he was he, really good at fries. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna be better than him, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, you know? And that was a really fun part of the job, like the competitive nature. Like, my sister worked there for a while too. Like, it, it yeah. was. It, they hire. They have a really good way of hiring people, and I think that that's something that I took away from them too. Is like, how do we screen? Um, how do we let people into our team, like to be a part of our brand and to represent what we're doing? Um, and you have to have, like you said earlier, sometimes you turn away clients. Like, do you want to be associated with that kind of thing or business? Like, well, and it's not even association. It's more of like, like, I, like I said before, it's like, Hey man, like I'm going to be straight up with you. Like you're not ready, ready. for something like this. And I'm just going to take your money. And I, I, I know that right now I can, I like, you know, from a sales perspective, I know you, I can get you to give me money, man. Like I could already, I could tell cause you're, you're sold on what I'm doing and what I know and the knowledge that I have, but you don't, you know what I mean? Like, you're not ready. You have your, like you said, a one man team. Like if I went to you to offer you what we do, you know, a lot of the stuff that we do starts at like five, 10, 20 grand. It's like, Hey, you're willing to invest this. And you're like, Oh shit, I just started this. I'm just doing it. You know, I'm doing MPOs. Yeah. They don't have budgets like that. So those are right. things that you have to take into account, you know? Right. So, you know, I think it's a lot of growth and there's a lot of those little lessons, like you said, that you learn at a job like that or just in life in general going, you know, life in general. I'm a big proponent of like life being an educator for sure, Stu <laughs> especially with student of life, you know? Yeah. Like you said, you know, a lot of the things that, um, especially in our industry that you go into with the book smarts, um, it's hard for them to translate into. You have to world. apply it. There's a lot. That's what it is with everything. Even like, you knowing marketing, even, you knowing email marketing. Well, I don't know if it's going to work this campaign until I do it and then getting data back. Right. And then, oh, okay, now we can adjust and see what's working, you know? Yeah. And I think that that's probably the difference in what a chispa is like a chispa personality does it, you know, like just do it. Um, yeah. I think a lot of people know what they want to do or say they know what they want to do or are thinking about doing it and they're thinking about doing it for so long that they never do it um, yeah I, you just have to do it there's a lot of things that you just have to do well it, it translates to like you mentioned with relationships too right if you're on a date and you're just like hey man this this is kind of what i'm looking for is it gonna be like that day one no but that's what i'm look i'm fucking i'm in my 30s like i'm not looking to dick around like i'm you know or yeah. whatever it may be or hey, you know what? I'm in town for the weekend. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, like it's it, it comes back down to communication, though, right? Like, hey, I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm here for 48 hours. Like, do you want to go get a drink? <laughs> yeah, or just hang out, whatever it may be. But yeah, like being clear about what you want as well, and to yourself, and not being afraid to put yourself in new positions. For sure, yeah. and I think that that we're too comfortable in being driven by fear. I think as a society, you know, as, as Americans, we, we love to react to fear. And that's one of the things that I, I hate, I hate, like, stop being afraid. There's really nothing to be afraid and just do things with love, like do things that feel good and that make the world a better place. Like it sounds cheesy, but like, if you just did that, like we would all be in a way better place right now. Yeah, that's the that's 2020 right there. Cl closing off 2020 with that, right? Like, don't be afraid. Stop letting fear drive you, you know? Yeah. So, great, man. Like I said, it's been great talking to you. Um, is anything you kind of want to promote here at the end? Uh, you know, your Baja Wine Tours? Sure, let's promote that. Um, 
give it give us a follow like that means a lot what's, what's the uh, instagram page i'll put it on the so i'll put it on the, yeah our instagram is baja wine tour um we're happy to no s no s we're singular baja wine tour um, Baja wine tour excited to get people back down to valle de guadalupe um now that it's reopened um and excited to get back to our charitable um mode that we used to have i'm honestly not yeah. sure when that's going to come back yet but um and but there's still great wine down there that's ready to be experienced and i'm happy to talk about any anything else that we may have covered on here um my handle's tony u t-o-n-y-u that's super easy also and basic tony u yeah i mean the yeah. fact that you got it is good <laughs> it's the fact that you have that yeah, on that one yeah, yeah it's like i got tony u tweets tony u snaps tony u oh, on tiktok like those and then um, and then what do t-u dot marketing right that's your that's your if for any consulting or marketing services that yeah you know, yeah and even if you're a small business owner entrepreneur or even have an idea i love like sitting down and listening um i'm always happy to provide feedback or or uh give you some some direction if you feel you need it um or just a pat in the back if that's what you need <laughs> yeah um, but I, hey you're on I, the right path keep going like you don't need me yeah exactly i i think that um that making connections is is magical and then I'm here for it, you know. I think a good thing in business is finding honest people. And that's what I'm saying. Like with us, it's like, hey man, you don't need us, or you know, you're not ready. It's like whatever it may be, or hey, this is what will work for you, you know. And this is how you get to the next level. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So any of those, I mean, get at me, people. Yeah. <laughs> I'm happy to chat. I'm happy to whatever. I'm I'm down for it. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, man. Thank you. And thank you everybody for listening for the Weirdos Only Podcast. Uh, weirdo for life right here, uh, Tony Uribe. Thank you. Thank you so much, Ed. <laughs> All right, later, bro.